0: Hello folks, it's another episode of the Sales Chat Show and in this one we are predicting the future. We may not be psychic, but we may have some predictions for 2018 and 2019, and maybe Graham is psychic, and I don't know. He's going to tell us what the lottery numbers will be in the weekend. But uh, no, we are looking into the future, trying to be forward-thinking here. What's what's 2018, 2019 going to have um, uh, in store for our listeners from a sales point of view, Mr. Jones? Let's kick off with your predictions well my 20, my mystic
1: megact act will um start off by saying that sales on the internet are going to go up again and uh, we've seen lots of evidence for that. So uh, just recently we've had some announcements of the Christmas sales period, retail sales. Uh, so Next, for example, uh, impressed the stock market, impressed everybody by having much higher sales than were expected. But almost all of those sales were online sales, not real world sales. We've seen other retailers showing losses and the, uh, they've, their sales have fallen year on year from Christmas to Christmas and those people don't have a very good online presence. The other day, uh, I had a new client contact me and say, we've set up an online shop. Uh, we'd like you to check it and tell us, does it work? The smallest priced item on that shop is about 11,000 pounds. Okay. Um, it's a business-to-business organization and the shop works very well and does all kinds of things that it should do, it uses some good software and I said why are you doing this and they said because our customers are increasingly ask us can we buy one of these online and these are massive pieces of engineering equipment that are going to be delivered on a massive truck and their customers who are other businesses want to buy these things by pressing and buying our button online because that's what everybody's used to and we're increasingly seeing that. So we're going to see more and more sales online this year. We're we're almost at a tipping point of exponential increase. And
0: this is not going to be online retailing as in retailers, as in business to consumer. This is business to business online.
1: One one of the things that people kind of get wrong about the internet is thinking that online shopping is about Amazon and all of that. Now Amazon is massive, Amazon probably, I mean last year uh, the biggest online fashion retailer was ASOS and sold 1.2 billion pounds worth of clothing online as the biggest online fashion retailer. But Amazon doesn't tell us how much they sell in terms of fashion but they sold almost £200 billion worth of stuff online last year. So my guess is that Amazon is actually the biggest online fashion retailer. Yes. Yeah. So they sell, I'm sure they sell more than Asos does. And yet you wouldn't think of Amazon as an online fashion retailer. So even with all of that, even with all the stuff that's going on on eBay and everything else, actually online, business to business is about a third bigger than consumer retail, business to consumer on the internet. So there's more business to business sales already going on, on online yeah, that's fascinating. and that's going to increase even more. And of course
0: the business to consumer experience that we all have with sites like Amazon is influencing quite our expectations as well of how we want yeah. to be dealt with on a B2B business to business.
1: There was a basis. study in the States two years ago now which asked people, how would you like a business-to-business site to operate? It was just a simple question. How would you like it to operate? 82% of the people answered with one answer, like Amazon. Yeah, every time. Every time,
0: and and I think the other thing that my prediction is that customer expectations are going to continue to increase. Yeah, I was we've had some building work done at home, and we've had a for example, a new kitchen fitted. And my wife has been buying various bits of stuff to store things in her in the new kitchen. And we were joking that yesterday she ordered something this is a Sunday, she ordered something on Sunday morning, it was delivered on Sunday evening, and we were laughing that now if it's not with us within 24 hours. Hours, even if we don't need it, we start wondering where things are because the, our expectation has changed over time, yeah, and we expect everything to turn up faster.
1: Well, I had the reverse problem because I ordered stuff from IKEA or do we call it IKEA? I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, however, you say this name and uh, ordered it all online and chose the date, which was you know two days later or whatever it was. Told my wife this stuff is coming. And she went, we can't have it that day. Uh, Why not? Well, because I haven't got time to empty the cupboards that we're replacing to put the new ones in. So I need, (laughs) you know, we've got to remove them out of the way. So actually... They're delivering too soon for me <laughs> on the internet, <laughs> so I had again. to go back to IKEA and change the date delivery date to the day after to get my wife. So that's just an indication of how quickly things can be. And we, have, we expect things. And like we that.
0: have to get to customers fast. Yeah. faster now. The data shows quite clearly the first salesperson to get in touch massively uh, higher percentage wins wins the business. Yep. So speed speed is the need if you like. And you know I think from from Graham's point of view as our resident internet expert things like having chatbots on websites yep. now customers are not going to be happy in the future to phone up and leave a message and wait for someone to phone them back they want to they're going to want to get through to someone yeah it doesn't have to be the salesperson but they're going to need to get through to someone it's a,
1: very quickly. it's a bit like the time people expect a response to an email a few years ago it was 48 hours now it's 20 minutes Yeah, they expect a response to an email within 20 minutes now
0: and it's fascinating if you uh i have uh Occasionally, sort of uh, contacted organisations on Twitter to to be told that we operate our social media between the hours of yeah. nine to five, which is kind of a kind of a, a bit of an interesting uh, bit of an interesting situation. Have they not understood nice. the
1: internet's a twenty four hour thing. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> shut down at five o'clock. Well,
0: there, there we are. I think another thing that's been driven partially by um, partially by sort of internet retailing as well is people like Amazon online retailers are making massive use of data, you know, with the algorithms that they're using, making massive use of big data. And I think sometimes I think the sales profession is lagging behind mm. in the use of a uh, use of data analytics. We probably have in our CRM systems a ton of information and data on our customers. But the question is, it's not the data, it's what the data tells you. So you need the insights from the data. And you can now get some very sophisticated dashboards put into things like Salesforce.com or CRM systems that will automatically and very easily show you things. I saw one recently that would show any deal that had dwelled longer, hadn't moved in a very, greater than the average in the organization, immediately flags up to the salesperson and their sales manager to say, what have we done, where's the action? So it's it's the information you get, the insight yeah. is telling you what to do. Yeah. And yeah. why, you don't want to be, if you're expecting your salespeople to be digging that data themselves, that's crazy. Because mm. they get some dashboards in there they will just massively help you to, 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 to drive through. And there are some very sophisticated analytics that can now be done on, on customer data mm. that will really help salespeople to, mm. to improve their productivity. It's not it's not a job salespeople should be doing themselves, no. I don't think, no. in the future. Yeah. No. That's, that's my prediction. I think the salespeople will expect their organisation to give them that insight. Yeah. so that they can they can take the action. That's where I think we're definitely going with that. I think
2: another uh, prediction would be that the evolution of the account manager is still going at some pace. I think we've seen it over a number of years, going from entertainer to educator to problem solver to consultant and I think the continued move to partnership based sales will continue where the account manager is perceived as an equal Uh, He or she is probably challenging the customer, the prospect, more than they might have done in the past. Um, As a partner, is seen as a dotted line member of the customer's business, maybe. Um, And is um, also able to come up with new ideas and add value on an ongoing basis. And I think the other thing that I see happening, you've talked about this, Simon, before, uh, is the continued move to understanding why people buy Mm. as opposed to training ourselves how to yeah. sell all of that neuroscience stuff mm. that you are very familiar with. Uh, I think uh, uh, the world of sales is becoming more accepting of it now and more skillful in the use of it.
0: Everyday behavioural psychology is really yeah. what it's about. And I think neuroscience is going to inform a lot of marketing and sales activity going forward as we increasingly understand what gets people to to, to make decisions and to, and to buy things. And I think your comments about the evolution of the salesperson, I think it was about two, two years ago um, uh, in the UK, uh, the, an organisation called the Sales Performance Association, I attended and Neil Rackham, who the, many people will know as the mm. author of Spin Selling, was talking about a continuum with transactional sales at the far left and full sort of, I suppose you might call it customization and tailoring over to the far right. His prediction was that the business was going to polarize into very transactional purchasing mm. or full customization partnership, that the middle ground will cease. Customers will not want to pay a little bit more for a little bit of tailoring anymore. Yeah. They're going to either want full on customization to their organization or they're just going to want to purchase transactionally. And there'll be a split between the two and the middle ground, as is often the case in many markets, if you're not at the premium end or the budget end, you're in a very dangerous mid-ground. A lot of industries I've seen over the years, it's the mid-ground that that dies a death. Absolutely. So you maybe have a thing where you're sitting along that. And that's been the the case,
2: hasn't it, in uh, in sales teams, where over the last uh, 10 years, certainly we've seen the... Uh, the departure of that uh, middle part of the sales team and it's become polarized into telesales based around the electronic medium, yeah. the internet now, and down the other end, uh, the tailored end, uh, an increase in the number of key account managers and relationship managers, but the good old traditional role of the sales executive arguably
0: long gone well there's also the the customer may have an opinion uh, that might shock you sometimes you know there's a possibility that you ask them how would you like to be looked after they may very well now say over the telephone or via email thank you i don't actually want to quote unquote waste my time actually seeing a salesperson in in person or using things like (laughs) skype for business or zoom but i think we'll see a massive increase you can still have in inverted commas, face-to-face contact, yeah. but it doesn't have to be in person. Mm. And I think so. We're going to have to get more and more comfortable at selling over using those medium. I think yeah. particularly video conferencing, as it yeah. the technology just becomes better and better. You'd have a,
1: There's a clear uh, indication that that's that's the way things are going. If you look at the whole world of technology and software sales, you see that you know you can buy. A program and get three levels of service. So, you know, you get the the, the bronze level of, and you get all these features in the the program, and your service arrangement is usually a community forum. So, if you've got any problems, there's a community forum to look after you. No support from the company itself. The next level, uh, silver, is usually email support. And then the gold kind of service level is usually email and chat and Zoom or something like that that enables you to get direct help. So all of this kind of you have a salesperson who will always look after you, gone mm-hmm. in, that, in that sector already. Now, we're going to see more and more of that online. And so we're seeing, you know, even the example I had of these people who are selling these 10, 12, 13,000 pound mm-hmm. items that's that used to be salesperson support all of that it's transactional They're, their customers are saying we want that to be transactional sales even a twelve thousand pound item yeah. so that's
0: interesting that's because you would have traditionally have thought a twelve thousand pound item would be my my you know view in the past would be, that that will be dealt with by a face-to-face salesperson uh, because then that's incredible yeah. that's that's so that's the customer driving
1: that customer driven transactional sales and all all of transactional sales is moving online Hmm.
0: and you mentioned earlier you talked about sort of exponential exponential change and certainly you know it's, it's this is no this is no smart prediction the world's going to continue to change you know, hello state statement of the obvious <laughs> but i was watching some lectures by a guy called peter diamandis and he was talking about exponential change that takes place in industries often driven by technology and the human brain is sort of hardwired to cope with gradual change yeah. but exponential change it really really struggles with but yeah. that's the way the world's going to be so we're going to have a uh, very, you know, the old, the old phrase VUCA: volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous world. That's been, you know, used as an acronym for about fifty years. That's the world, though, isn't it? That salespeople are going to have to operate in. So, where do we, where do we predict salespeople are going to have to change their behaviour to work in that environment? Well, I think
2: um, uh, some years ago, um, salespeople, including ourselves, would spend a lot of time working out what our objectives were and what our plans were to achieve those objectives. Uh, That, of course, should continue and no doubt will continue, but I think the interesting thing about the world today is it's not about the quality of Plan A uh, following your VUCA comment. It's really about the speed at which salespeople can put into place Plan B, Plan C, Plan D, if things change and yeah. the world is, is, is certainly in that rather strange spooky place at the moment yeah. uh, and who knows what might happen. So in the worst case scenario of uh, repeating what happened 10 years ago and we're plunged into a, a recession if you want to call it that, uh, the salespeople that will survive are those that can quickly identify and move into market sectors or product sectors that are unaffected By that, or relatively unaffected by
1: it. I think that's really important, especially for 2018 2019, because of Brexit, because we don't know what Brexit means other than it means Brexit. I have no idea what that means. But anyway, (laughs) it means that. Um, So, whatever happens over the next year or 18 months, whatever the politicians resolve businesses are gonna to have to adapt very quickly to whatever new reality there is. So if you if you are focusing on, you know, your objectives and your plan for you know twenty eighteen and then twenty eighteen dramatically changes, you're gonna be out of business. Mm. So you're gonna to have to be able to rapidly adapt what you're doing.
0: So it's agile organisations yeah. and therefore agile salespeople will be the survivors. Yeah. And those that aren't agile enough You know, Mm. steady steady state is just going to disappear. And
2: if you're a a director listening to this, it's about um, empowering individuals within the team to make those decisions on the ground and not have to go through some lengthy process that takes a six to eight weeks board meeting to sort it out.
1: Mm. There's a very good example of that online, which is Toys R Us, because we've seen Toys R Us uh, 20 years ago was threatened by something called eToys. So eToys was an independent startup and it took market share, took money away from uh, Toys R Us. Toys R Us uh, reacted very quickly to the to that threat back in the mid-1990s and they set up a separate business because they realised in order to deal with this online world they couldn't have all the traditions and background of that traditional 50-year-old toy retailer with all that kind of thinking for a modern world. So they actually set up a separate business, still owned by the company, but a separate business And eventually that became so successful it bought eToys, it subsumed it into its business, swallowed up the competition, became the biggest online toy retailer and now we see that uh, Toys R Us in the States filed for Chapter 11, we see that in the UK uh, they've had serious problems as a retailer and that's because they they spent all that beginning being agile, adapting and changing and then went into a steady state and didn't really respond to what Amazon and uh, eBay were doing online and so they missed out online. We so were, it was very <clears> successful <throat> to begin with online and they're not successful afterwards.
0: My wife and I were discussing over the weekend one of the big department stores in the UK is there's rumours that they're about to, they're about to yeah. be in financial trouble and we were actually trying to remember when was the last time we'd ever actually gone, used to go as a couple, go shopping to a department store. Now sometimes Karen will still go shopping, but the vast majority of our purchasing is taking place online. Yeah. Which is And so we don't need the old model anymore as consumers in terms of as much as we did previously. And I know that's a retail analogy, but for everybody listening, just have a look at your business. Is it agile enough to cope with the changes that are going to be coming, no matter what sector you're in. You know, complacency is gonna kill your business.
2: Graham, do you want to just repeat some of the things you said once before about how the prospects and customers today have done a lot more research online before they get to the salesperson, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So that might be just a timely reminder to recap on what that The internet revolution ongoing means for a salesperson now in terms of where the customer is on the the process.
1: A good example of that is the car industry. So about 10 years ago, the average car buyer would visit eight car showrooms before they made a decision as to which car to buy. Now they visit one. They visit the one showroom from the company from which they have pre-selected online. So... They walk into your showroom and say, I want to buy a Ford or a Bentley or whatever it is they want to buy. They've already made their mind up. They've done their research online. And you find that through every sector. The, the reason that this engineering company can sell these £12,000 items online is because the person who's buying it has done their research There's more data and descriptions and documentation. Everything they need to know is online. They don't need to ask anybody anymore. So they know it will work for their business. They know exactly the specifications. They've downloaded the PDFs. They know more about it than the salesperson because the salesperson has to know a little bit about every product they sell generally. Uh, whereas this company have drilled down into the fine detail about that one product and they know an awful lot about it and they can just press a button. So actually nowadays, actually more people have done research, know exactly what they're going to buy. They go and buy what they've already decided on buying in the first place. They've done the research. You don't have to do it for them.
0: And do your comments, feel about that partnership, ongoing evolution? I think this is gonna be about salespeople. My prediction is if you're not in very, very early in the customer's buying process, you're in a world of trouble. Yeah. In fact, if you're in there as a true partner, you're probably creating the sales opportunity mm. yes. in synergy with the customer and driving it through. You're not on the receiving end of someone else's well RFP. That's, that's
2: an interesting comment. It's not my one liner, but it's a it's a cracker that, you know, salespeople in the future. Uh, need to have the solutions to problems that the customer doesn't even yet
0: know yeah. they have. Well, that's the kind of links, to, I suppose, to some degree, doesn't it, to the challenger sale approach yeah. of creation of creation of insight and showing the customer things that they didn't know. Particularly in a technology-driven yeah. world, you know, you don't even you don't even know you want it until you're shown it, and then you go, wow, that's all, that solves a problem I didn't even know I didn't even know yeah. I had. You know, it's. Uh, I got an Amazon uh, Echo for Christmas and uh, it can turn on my lights, uh, turn them on and off. I didn't know I had a problem with turning on lights. Now, <laughs> do you know how much hard work it is to press a light switch when you can just ask Alexa to do it for you that's a, a problem I didn't even know I had. Did, um, did Alexa <laughs> order that t-shirt you're wearing today? <laughs> Absolutely, Alexa does everything for me now so. Yeah.
1: The only problem is that we've now mentioned the word Alexa several times in this and anybody who has got an Amazon Echo at home their lights have just gone on and off um, and uh, several people are going to have t-shirts delivered to them that they didn't even know they wanted.
0: So, so on behalf of the sales chat show, I would like to apologise for the T-shirts that you will now be getting delivered uh, by, your, by your technology. Time to talk to our lawyer, I think. I think so. We better, we better stop now before we get sued, be sued any further. So this is uh, the sales chat show. I've been Simon Hazeldean with my esteemed colleagues, Mr. Phil Jessen and Graham Jones, wishing you good luck and good selling in the future.